Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause. Welcome to our midweek discussion. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for welcoming me to this time to talk more about Psalm 48. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've got good things to say. We've got great things to talk about. Glad you, you joined us for Text Talk today. Why not rate this podcast and share it with a friend? We love it so much. What uh, translation of Psalm 48 do you have there, Edwin? I'm going to read from the New Living Translation today. I don't. Oh. I feel like we haven't read from that one in a while, so I thought I'd pull it out, dust it off. Psalm 48, New Living Translation, a song, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. How great is the Lord, how deserving of praise in the city of our God, which sits on his holy mountain. It is high and magnificent. The whole earth rejoices to see it. Mount Zion, the holy mountain, is the city of the great king. God himself is in Jerusalem's towers, revealing himself as its defender. The king of the earth joined forces and advanced against the city. But when they saw it, they were stunned. They were terrified and ran away. They were gripped with terror and writhed in pain like a woman in labor. You destroyed them like the mighty ships of Tarshish shattered by a powerful east wind. We had heard of the city's glory, but now we have seen it ourselves. The city of the Lord of heaven's armies. It is the city of our God. He will make it safe forever. O oh God, we meditate on your unfailing love as we worship in your temple. As your name deserves, O oh God, you will be praised to the ends of the earth. Your strong right hand is filled with victory. Let the people on Mount Zion rejoice. Let all the towns of Judah be glad because of your justice. Go, inspect the city of Jerusalem. Walk around and count the many towers. Take note of the fortified walls and tour all the citadels that you may describe them to future generations. For that is what God is like. He is our God forever and ever, and he will guide us until we die. Well, that is quite a translation. You know, one of the things that I noticed in it is it got very specific, naming Jerusalem twice. Um, which, obviously, we've been talking for a couple of days. I do think this is about Jerusalem. But I know it's in the New King James uh, translation. It never says Jerusalem anywhere in it. Mm. Well, <laughs> so in case you missed it. In case you missed it. We're talking about, <laughs> we're Jerusalem. Talking about Jerusalem. We're talking about Jerusalem, the city of God, the city where the temple is. Yes, absolutely. What is it? Verse 3. So, like, there it was like God in the towers of Jerusalem or something. Mm -hmm. um, let's see here. Let me turn the paint. God himself is in Jerusalem's towers. There's a footnote that points out. So for instance, verse 12, go inspect the city of Jerusalem. It does point out that the Hebrew is actually Zion. So yeah. again, a choice of trying to point out to those who are reading this, what Zion refers to. Mm -hmm. Zion is more like a, uh, it's, it's, I read one person who said that's kind of the theological name for Jerusalem. When mm. you're thinking of Jerusalem with its theological significance, you refer to it as Mount Zion. Mm. And so that's a very interesting, interesting thing here. Now, we, you and I were talking before we flipped the mics on, and normally I like to have these conversations when we're on, so... Uh, I'm just going to ask you to bring it up. You saw a connection from beginning to end. You saw like a a statement about generations and teaching well, and do. training. Yeah, so tell me I about do. that. So um, verse 8 of the psalm says, As we have heard, so we have seen. In the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of God, God will establish it forever. And begin to contemplate as they had heard. There's such 
a value within the scriptures, and particularly in the Old Testament, that the parents, not just the priests, it's also the priests, but the parents need to instruct the children and pass on to the next generation the truth of God, his word, his will, remind them of his works and his mighty deeds, that you pass it on. And so when you pass it on, they've, they've heard it. They've heard about who God is and the greatness of God. And so we've heard, so we have seen. And now they're in Jerusalem, and now they're having this experience. They're seeing that truly God is great and greatly to be praised. Okay, that, that's going on in verse 8. When you get to the end of this psalm, Uh, verses 12 through 14, walking around Zion, making the observation yourself. In verse 13, it says that you consider her palaces that you may tell it to the generation following, for this is God, our God, forever and ever. And so they had been instructed. They have seen it's true. They are charged to now pass this truth on to the next generation. So we've got, we've heard about it, and now we've come to see it. So go back home, tell your kids about it so that they will come see it. That's right. That's interesting. Uh, That makes a a great amount of sense to me. I really appreciate that. I will say that when I first read it, I heard it a little bit differently from that, though I think what you're saying is is making a great deal of sense. So I'm kind of rethinking in my head. Uh, However, I do think we're ultimately going to get to the same place because my first thought when I saw it saying, tell the future generations about this, Mm -hmm. I thought, well, why would we have to tell them about this? They can just come see it for themselves. And so that like three times a year, right? <laughs> like three times a year. But so what what you're saying does make sense that we're yeah. going to go, we're going to tell our kids about it so that they will also make the pilgrimage right. and see God's faithfulness. However, w- what had occurred to me or that that thought that direction my mind took did get me to something that does happen in the future. Yeah. There there comes a place at which they have to tell their kids, here's what it once was like. Yeah. Because it's not like that anymore. Yeah, that's right. I mean, sadly, the story of Israel is not one of perpetual faithfulness, but going through the Old Testament, you find there departing the way of God and given over to idolatry, and he would be patient with them for a time, and he would send prophets, but ultimately judgment comes, uh, even upon Jerusalem, even upon the temple itself. There is utter destruction as the Jews are led away for 70 years of captivity in Babylon. There is a promise of restoration through the prophet Jeremiah and others. He does bring them back for a time of rebuilding. But boy, we learn our world history, and by the year A.D. 70, after the, the, the work of Christ and the establishment of the church, Rome comes and destroys Jerusalem, destroys this temple again. We have to read our history to learn about Jerusalem. This temple's not standing today. So we find in Psalm 48... Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain, beautiful in elevation, is the joy of all the earth, Mount Zion. Mm -hmm. But in the middle of that history you just described, we have another fella writing by inspiration Mm -hmm. named Jeremiah, Mm -hmm. whom you mentioned just a moment ago. In Lamentations 2.15, here's what he says. Mm Mm-hmm. All who pass along the way clap their hands at you. They hiss and wag their heads at the daughter of Jerusalem. Is this the city that was called the perfection of beauty, the joy of all the earth? Wow. I think, first of all, that tells us some things about the collection of Scripture. Certainly. Because this certainly Jeremiah seems to be 
quoting from Psalm 48. Mm. He's referring back to Psalm 48 as Jerusalem is called the joy of all the earth. Mm-hmm. And so we have these psalms that are written about how amazing Jerusalem is and how it's going to stand forever because of the God who dwells within it. And it's the joy of all the earth. Yeah. But we've gotten to this crazy position and, and Jeremiah is lamenting. Yeah. He is mourning. That is why we've called this book Lamentations. Lamentations. Yeah. He is upset. Mm-hmm. This this is what he believed about this city. This is what he wanted for this city. And yet now this city is collapsing. It is being destroyed and God is promising. In fact, this is Jeremiah's message. Jeremiah's message to Judah is you need to quit listening to those false prophets that say we're going to survive this. Mm-hmm. If we keep fighting these guys, they're going to come in and they're going to destroy us and they're going to conquer us and they're going to haul people off captive. We need to just give up. We need to surrender to them. And that's yeah. how we're going to survive. Yeah. You can understand in a political climate, if people were telling us that, saying that to us, say if China was coming to attack America and we had a prophet that said, just give up, just give up. You know, if you give up, you'll survive. If you keep fighting them, well, of course, we're going to, no, no, we're going to fight them. We're not going to give up. Right. And that's exactly what they did with Jeremiah. Yeah. And the city is destroyed and he laments and he mourns and he looks at it. And, and one of the specific points of mourning is this was the city that was the joy of all the earth. Nobody can even see that now. Well, as you brought up, history goes on. God restores it. But then it happens again. Yeah. It happens again. And even now, even now, there's no temple no, dedicated to there Yahweh not. there. Not there's at all. the Dome of the Rock. Yeah. A Muslim holy mm-hmm. site mm-hmm. Uh, honoring Allah. Yeah. And third holiest site in the religion. It is. It, it's just it is sad. So the question then is, did God fail? Mm. What do you think? No, I don't believe God fails. That that is not God. The same scripture that talks about his glory and the Shekinah glory being placed here in Jerusalem also made very clear to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, to his nation, Israel, the conditional nature of this land promise that when they were faithful to God and to his covenant, he would be with them. He would drive out the nations from them. He would bless them. They would be his people. He would be their God. If they broke faith and broke covenant, which they do again and again and again, that's not God rejecting them. That's them rejecting God, saying, we don't want you to be our God. We don't want you to be your people. Well, if that's the case, then these uh, promises of good things, they, they forsake that. They forfeit that. And what's left in this covenant? The curses, the assurance of judgments. And God's faithful to his word both ways. When they're with him, he's keeping them. When they rebuff him and push him away, they rebel, then they will have the cursings and they will lose that land, including the cities in it, the communities in it. As you read through Ezekiel, who was contemporary with Jeremiah, however, Ezekiel had been taken captive. So Jeremiah is writing back in Jerusalem. Israel, in Jerusalem. Yeah, for a Ezekiel time anyway. is writing in Babylon, mm-hmm. both giving the same message. As God gives the visions to Ezekiel, one of the very specific visions he gives him is the glory of the Lord leaving the temple, leaving the city, going out of Mm -hmm. the city. Mm -hmm. Now, it gives hope later Mm -hmm. as it shows that glory coming back and the temple being restored. 
But I think this is really important because a mistake that can be made with Psalm 48 is that Jerusalem is God's city because God will last forever. Therefore, Jerusalem will last forever. But these statements about forever are conditional on the covenant promises. Mm -hmm. This is going to be forever because we're going to be faithful to you forever, except they weren't faithful they to him weren't. forever. Yeah. And so they, they actually disinvited God from the city. Yeah. What was wonderful and amazing, we see God dwelling here, and it's beautiful, and it's fantastic, and it strikes fear in the heart of our enemies, but they're going to get to a place where, eh, eh, and not that they went to the temple and knocked on the door and said, hey, we don't need you here, mm -hmm. but what they did do was they pursued idolatry, mm -hmm. and they defiled the temple again and again and again. They did not love God. They did not love their neighbor. They did not care for one another as they were supposed to. They did not visit the widow and the orphan in their affliction. They did not care for the sojourners. They did not keep the will of God. And so God left. Mm -hmm. And remember, what made this city special? It's singularly special inhabitant Yahweh. And when he leaves and he withdraws his hand of protection mm -hmm. and he turns away his eye of careful watching then there's nothing left but to be destroyed by those enemies that were always knocking at the door. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And because they no longer see God there, they are no longer terrified by the city mm -hmm. because it's no longer his. Mm -hmm. What a powerful, powerful thing. And again, I don't want to get ahead. We'll, we'll talk more about this in the next couple of days because, well, you know, we're, we're looking... We're looking in the future. We are. We're looking ahead. What the what the temple is and the city is. Yeah. So let's think about that as we wrap up today. We want to make sure we don't disinvite God from us. No, we don't. We want to hang on. That's to right. Him. We so thankful that you were able to tune in today. If you have questions or comments, send us a message. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Andrew, why don't you go ahead and wrap us up with prayer? Absolutely. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. And we thank you that we can come through the avenue of prayer to lift up your name. And praise you who are truly worthy. Father, we are mindful of our paths this day. We don't want to say and do those things that disinvite you from our hearts and from our lives. We want to, to be your people, to know, Father, uh, your glory and forevermore in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Well, it's a big Bible. And there's a lot in it. The oh, what's the word? Oh, I lost it. <laughs> I was doing so good. Totally lost it. Totally lost it.